Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here in the Haven, uh, in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. And here we are, trying to give sight in this prayer that we chant every day by Sanatana Goswami it's described that the Bhagavatam is the only giver of sight to all the worlds and I was just looking at our beautiful altar that um, Abhayadas Brahmachari so carefully and so devotionally cleans every day and makes offerings and keeps the flowers nice and I don't know if you noticed but we have one addition that's you can it's I'm just going to point here that's Prahlad Maharaj we have a new Nishingadev picture and it's the same day in other words Prahlad Maharaj and Nishingadev on the same day the picture was taken and it's added another dimension to our altar and we have a new photo of Radhe Shyam in New Brajadam, which is very, very beautiful. Um, so here we are. Srimad Bhagavata Mahimastotram. And, and how is it that it gives light? It allows us to see the deities. I mean, the deities may look nicely dressed and they have nice ornaments and nice decorations. But when we actually see the deities, when we see Krishna there, then everything changes. And we can't see that unless we know more about Krishna, unless we're hearing regularly about Krishna. Especially this section uh, that is we're going through now, the creation of the universe. Okay. I heard Gopi Paranadana Prabhu the other day say that Creation, creating the universe is the least significant thing that Krishna does. Srimad <laughs> Bhagavata Mahimastotram glorifies, in which Srila Sanatana Goswami glorifies the Bhagavatam so nicely. goes like this Sarvashastrabdipi Yusha, Sarva Vedaika Satpala, Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja. Sarva Lokai Kadrik Prada. O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kali Dwanduditaditya, Sri Krishna. Parivartita, O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master, Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya, Prema Varshak Shadayate, Sarvada Sarvasevyaya, Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you, who were supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable 
pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna himself. Madeka bando matsangin madguro man mahadana manistadaga madbhagya madhadandana today. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadhu tadayin atini chuchatakara hanamun chagadachin mam premnarit kantayokspura O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we reach the sixth chapter of the third canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. Um, entitled Creation of the Universal Form. So, <clears throat> Maitreya Muni is continuing to answer the questions of uh, Uddhava, I'm sorry, Vidura, and we're starting from text 10. The Supreme Lord is the super soul of all the demigods entrusted with the task of constructing the cosmic manifestation. Being thus prayed to by the demigods, he thought to himself and thus manifested the gigantic form for their understanding. Purport. The impersonalists are captivated by the gigantic universal form of the Supreme. They think that the controller behind this gigantic manifestation is imaginary. Intelligent persons, however, can estimate the value of the cause by observing the wonders of the effects. For example, the individual human body does not develop from the womb of the mother independently, but because the living entity, the soul, is within the body. Without the living entity, a material body cannot automatically take shape or develop. When any material object displays development, it must be understood that there is a spiritual soul within the manifestation. The gigantic universe has developed gradually, just as the body of a child develops. The conception that the transcendence enters within the universe is therefore logical. As the materialists cannot find the soul and the super-soul within the heart, similarly, for want of sufficient knowledge, they cannot see that the Supreme Soul is the cause of the universe. The soul is therefore described in the Vedic language as avan manasa gocharaha, beyond the conception of words and mind. 
due to a poor fund of knowledge, the mental speculators try to bring the Supreme within the purview of words and minds. But the Lord refuses to be so intelligible. The, spec the speculator has no adequate words or mind to gauge the infinity of the Lord. The Lord is called Adhoksaja, or the person who is beyond perception by the blunt, limited potency of our senses. One cannot perceive the transcendental name or form of the Lord by mental speculation. The mundane PhDs are completely unable to understand the Supreme with their limited senses. Such attempts by the PhDs are compared to the philosophy of the frog in the well. A frog in the well, a frog in a well was informed of the gigantic Pacific Ocean, and he began to pull himself up in order to and he began to puff himself up in order to understand or measure the length and breadth of the Pacific Ocean. Ultimately, the frog burst and died. The title PhD can also be interpreted as plow department. <laughs> A title meant for the tillers in the paddy field. The attempt of the tillers in the paddy field to understand the cosmic manifestation and the cause behind such wonderful work can be compared to the endeavor of the frog in the well to calculate the measurement of the Pacific Ocean. <clears throat> the Lord will reveal Himself only to a person who is submissive and who engages in His transcendental loving service. <clears throat> the demigods controlling the elements and ingredients of universal affairs prayed to the Lord for guidance, and thus He manifested <clears throat> His gigantic form as He did at the request of Arjuna. Text 11 Maitreya said, You may now hear from me how the Supreme Lord separated Himself into the diverse forms of the de demigods after the manifestation of the gigantic universal form. Purport the demigods are separated parts and parcels of the Supreme Lord, as are all other living entities. The only difference between demigods and ordinary living entities is that when living entities are rich in pious acts of devotional service to the Lord, but still desire to lord it over the material energy, they are promoted to the posts of demigods, who are entrusted by the Lord with executing the management of the universal affairs. Text 12 Agni, or heat, separated from his mouth, and all the directors of material affairs entered into his mouth in their respective positions. By that energy, the living entity expresses himself in words. Purport the mouth of the gigantic universal form of the Lord is the source of the speaking power. The director of the fire element is that power's controlling deity 
or the Adhidaiva. The speeches delivered are Adhyatma or bodily functions and the subject matter of the speeches is a material production or the Adhibhuta principle. Text 13 When the palate of the gigantic form was separately manifested, Varuna, the director of water in the planetary systems, entered therein, and thus the living entity has the facility to taste everything with his tongue. Text 14 When the Lord's two nostrils separately manifested themselves, the dual Ashwini Kumaras entered them in their proper positions, and because of this, the living entities can smell the aromas of everything. Text 15 Thereafter, the two eyes of the gigantic form of the Lord were separately manifested. The Son, the director of light, entered them with the partial representation of eyesight, and thus the living, enti living entities can have vision of forms. Text 16 When there is a manifestation of skin separated from the gigantic form, Anila, the deity directing the wind, entered with partial touch, and thus the living entities can realize tactile knowledge. Text 17 When the ears of the gigantic form became manifested, all the controlling deities of the directions entered into them with the hearing principles by which all living entities hear and take advantage of sound. Purport The ear is the most important instrument in the body of the living entity. Sound is the most important medium for carrying the message of distant and unknown things. The perfection of all sound or knowledge enters through the ear and makes one's life perfect. The entire Vedic system of knowledge is received by oral conception only, and thus sound is the most important source of knowledge. Text 18 When there was a separate manifestation of skin, the controlling deities of sensations and their different parts entered into it, and thus the living entities feel itching and happiness due to touch. Purport For sense perception, there are two principal items, touch and itching, and both of them are controlled by the skin and hairs on the body. According to Sri Vishwanath Chakravarti, according to Vishwanath Chakravarti, the controlling deity of touch is the air passing within the body, and the controlling deity of the hairs on the body is Oshadya. For the skin, the object of perception is touch, and for the hairs on the body, the object of perception is itching. Text 19. When the genitals of the gigantic form separately became manifest, then Prajapati, 
the original living creature, entered into them with his partial semen, and thus the living entities can enjoy sex pleasure. Text 20 The evacuating channel separately became manifest, and the director named Mitra entered into it with partial or organs of evacuation. Thus the living entities are able to pass stool and urine. Text 21 Thereafter, when the hands of the gigantic form separately became manifested, the ru Indra, the ruler of the heavy plan heavenly planets, entered into them. And thus, the living entity is able to transact business for his livelihood. Text 22 Thereafter, the legs of the gigantic form separately became manifest, and the demigod named Vishnu, not the personality of Godhead, entered with partial movement. This helps the living entity move to his destination. Text 23 When the intelligence of the gigantic form separately became manifest, Brahma, the Lord of the Vedas, entered into it with the partial power of understanding, and thus an object of understanding is experienced by the living entities. 24. After that, the heart of the gigantic form separately manifested itself and, and into it <coughs> excuse me Sweater, one of the best sweaters. That brown one right there, yep. Excuse me. We have a, what is, it? What is this called? The costume uh, change. <laughs> so, little costume change here. I'm being directed by my director. By Josh Pramachari, how to do this properly. I almost entangled my microphone into the whole thing, but he saved me as usual. <laughs> he says I'm always saving him, but he's always saving me too. So it's a mutual saving operation going on here in the Haven. Okay. Don't worry, it wasn't so close to them, so I couldn't hear it so well. Text 24. After that, the heart of the gigantic form separately manifested itself, and into it entered the moon demigod with partial mental activity. Thus, the living entity can conduct his mental speculations. Text 25. Thereafter, the materialistic ego of the gigantic form separately manifested itself and, it, and, and into it entered Rudra, the controller of false ego, with his own partial activities by which the living entity performs his objective actions. PURPORT The false ego 
of materialistic identity is controlled by the demigod Rudra, an incarnation of Lord Shiva. Rudra is the incarnation of the Supreme Lord who controls the mode of ignorance <coughs> within material nature. The activities of the false ego are based on the objective of the body and mind. Most persons conducted by the false ego are controlled by Lord Shiva. When one reaches the finer, ver the finer version of ignorance, he falsely thinks of himself as the Supreme Lord. That egoistic conviction of the conditioned soul is the last snare of the illusory energy which controls the entire material world. Text 26 Thereafter, when the consciousness of the gigantic form separately manifested itself, the total energy, the Mahatattva, entered with the gigantic form's conscious part. Thus, the living entity is able to conceive specific knowledge. Text 27 Thereafter, from the head of the gigantic form, the heavenly planets were manifested. From his legs, the earthly planets were manifested. <clears throat> and from his abdomen, the sky was manifested. Within these places, the demigods and others were then manifested in terms of the modes of material nature. Text 28 The demigods, qualified by the super-excellent quality of the mode of goodness, are situated in the heavenly planets, <clears throat> whereas the human beings, because of their nature and the mode of passion, live on the earth in the company of their subordinates. Purport <clears throat> In the Bhagavad Gita 14, 14 and 15, it is said that those who are highly developed in the mode of goodness are promoted to the higher heavenly planetary systems. Excuse me. In the Bhagavad Gita 14, 14 and 15, it is said that those who are highly developed in the mode of goodness are promoted to the higher heavenly planetary system, that those who are overpowered by the mode of passion are situated in the middle planetary systems, the earth and similar planets, and that those who are surcharged with the mode of ignorance are degraded to the lower planetary systems or to the animal kingdom. The demigods are highly developed in the mode of goodness, and thus they are situated in the heavenly planets. Below human beings are the animals, some of whom mingle with human society. Cows, horses, dogs, and so on are habituated to living under the protection of human beings. The word atyantikena, extreme, is very significant in this verse. By extreme development of the mode of goodness, in the material nature, one can become situated in the heavenly planets. But by excessive development 
of the modes of passion and ignorance. The human, beings indul the human being indulges in killing animals who were meant to be protected by mankind. Persons who indulge in unnecessary animal killing have excessively developed the modes of passion and ignorance and have no hope of advancing to the mode of goodness. They are destined to be degraded to lower statuses of life. The planetary systems are calculated as upper and lower in terms of the classes of living entities who live there. Text 29 <clears throat> Living entities who are associates of Rudra have developed the mode of ignorance, the third mode of material nature. They are situated in the sky between the earthly planets and the heavenly planets. Purport The middle portion of the sky is called Bhuvarloka, as confirmed by both Srila Vishwanath Chakavarti and Srila Jiva Goswami. In the Bhagavad Gita, it is stated that those who develop the mode of passion are situated in the middle region. Those who are situated in the mode of goodness are promoted to the regions of the demigods. Those who are situated in the mode of passion are placed in human society and those who are situated in the mode of ignorance are placed in the society of animals or ghosts. There are no contradictions in this conclusion. The numerous living entities distributed all over the universe in different planets are so situated in terms of their own qualities of the modes of material nature. <clears throat> Text 30 The chief of the Kuru dynasty, the Vedic wisdom, O chief of the Kuru dynasty, the Vedic wisdom became manifested from the mouth of the Virat, the universal form. Those who are inclined to this Vedic knowledge are called Brahmanas, and they are the natural teachers and spiritual masters of all the orders of society. <coughs> Purport As confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita 4.13, the four orders of human society developed with the order of the body of the gigantic form. The bodily divisions are the mouth, arms, waist, and legs. Those who are situated on the mouth are called brahmanas. Those who are situated on the arms are called chatriyas. Those who are situated on the waist are called vaishas. And those who are situated on the legs are called shudras. Everyone is situated in the body of the Supreme in his gigantic Vishwarupa form. In terms of the four orders, therefore, no caste is to be considered degraded because of being situated on a particular part of the body. In our own bodies, we do not show any actual difference in our treatment towards the hands or legs. Each and every part of the body is important, although the mouth is the most important of the bodily parts. If other parts are cut off from the body, a man can continue his life. But if the mouth is cut off, 
one cannot live. Therefore, this most important part of the body is called the sitting place of the brahmanas, who are inclined to the Vedic wisdom. When one who is not inclined to the Vedic wisdom, but to mundane affairs, cannot be called a brahmana, even if he is born of a brahmana family or father. To have a brahmana father does not qualify one as a brahmana. The main qualification of a brahmana is to be inclined to the Vedic wisdom. The Vedas are situated on the mouth of the Lord, and therefore anyone who is inclined to the Vedic wisdom is certainly situated on the mouth of the Lord, as he is a brahmana, and he is a brahmana. This inclination toward Vedic wisdom is also not restricted to any particular caste or community. Anyone from any family and from any part of the world may become inclined to the Vedic wisdom and that will qualify him as a real brahmana. A real brahmana is the natural teacher or spiritual master. Unless one has Vedic knowledge, one cannot become a spiritual master. The perfect knowledge of the Vedas is to know the Lord, the personality of Godhead, and that is the end of Vedic knowledge or Vedanta. One who is situated in the impersonal Brahman has no information of the Supreme Personality of Godhead may become a Brahmana. But he cannot become a spiritual master. It is said in the Padma Purana, Shat Karma Nipuno Vipro, Mantra Tantra Visharadaha, A Vaishnavo Guru Nasyad, Vaishnavak Chwapacho Guru Hu. An impersonalist can become a qualified Brahmana, but he cannot become a spiritual master unless and until he is promoted to the stage of a Vaishnava or a devotee of the Supreme of the Personality of Godhead. Lord Chaitanya, the great authority of Vedic wisdom in the modern age, stated, Kiba vipra kiba nyasi shudra keni noi siye krishna tatva se guru hoi A person may be a brahmana or a shudra or a sannyasi, but if he happens to be well versed in the science of Krishna, then he is fit to become a spiritual master. C.C. Majid 8.128 The qualification then of a spiritual master is not to be a qualified brahmana, but to be well versed in the science of Krishna. One who is conversant with Vedic wisdom is a brahmana, and only a brahmana who is a pure Vaishnava and knows all the intricacies of the science of Krishna can become a spiritual master. Text 31 Thereafter, the power of protection was generated from the arms of the gigantic Virat form and in relation to such power the Chatriyas also came into existence by following the Chatriya principle of protecting society from the disturbance of thieves and miscreants. 
purport. As the brahmanas are recognized by their particular qualification of inclination towards the transcendental knowledge of Vedic wisdom, so also the Chatriyas are recognized by their power to protect society from the disturbing elements of thieves and miscreants. The word Anuvrta is very significant. The word Anuvrtaha is significant. A person who follows the Chatriya principles by protecting society from thieves and miscreants is called a Chatriya, not the one who is simply born a Chatriya. The conception of the caste system is always based on quality and not on the qualification of birth. Birth is an extraneous consideration. It is not the main feature of the orders and divisions. In the Bhagavad Gita 1841-44, the qualifications of the Brahmanas, Chatriyas, Vaishyas and Shudras are specifically mentioned and it is understood that all such qualifications are needed before one can de be designated as belonging to a particular group. Lord Vishnu is always mentioned as the Purusha in all Vedic scriptures. Sometimes the living entities are also mentioned as Purushas, although they are essentially Purusha Shakti, Parashakti or Paraprakriti. The superior energy of the Purusha. Illusioned by the external potency of the Purusha, the Lord, the living entities falsely think of themselves as the Purusha, although they actually have no qualifications. The Lord has the power to protect. Of the three deities, Brahma, Vishnu and Maheshwara, the first has the power to create, the second has the power to protect, and the third has the power to destroy. The word Purusha is significant in this verse because the Chatriyas are expected to represent the Purusha Lord in giving protection to the Prajas or all those who were born on the, on the land or in the water. Protection is therefore meant for both men and animals. In modern society, the Prajas are not protected from the hands of thieves and miscreants. The modern democratic state, which has no Chatriyas, is a government of the Vaishyas and Shudras, and not of Brahmanas and Chatriyas, as formerly. Maharaj Yudhishthir and his grandson Maharaj Prikshit were typical Chatriya kings, for they gave protection to all men and animals. When the personification of Kali attempted to kill a cow, Maharaj Prikshit at once prepared himself to kill the miscreant, and the personification of Kali was banished from his kingdom. That is the sign of a Purusha, or representative of Lord Vishnu. According to Vedic civilization, a qualified Chatriya monarch is given the respect to, of the Lord because he represents the Lord by giving protection to the Prajas. Modern elected presidents cannot even give protection from theft cases and therefore 
one has to take protection from an insurance company. <laughs> the problems of modern human society are due to, a la to the lack of qualified brahmanas and chatris and the over-influence over of the vaishnas and shudras due to the so-called general franchise. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. So we started a little bit earlier than we usually do, and it's up to 7.55 already. So I'm going to stop here for the reading, and <coughs> we'll start, take up tomorrow night the reading at text 32. Okay, we're waiting for the uh, reflections of the assembled sages. <coughs> First, this evening is from Sudevi Dasi. Hare Krishna Sudevi Dasi in Florida, Hare Bol. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. And from Rati Mandrai. Yes, Rati. Jai Guru Maharaj. Jai Rati Mandrai Devi Dasi. And from Gopakanya. Yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all assembled sages, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai Ho, Maharaj. Jai Ho, Haribo. <coughs> and from Jama. Yes, Jama. Please accept my respectful obeisances. Jai Sri Guru Maharaj. Beautiful altar. The frog story was a great comparison. Jai Srila Prabhupada. <laughs> Always full of the best analogies. Thank you for again kindly sharing with us. Amazing chapter, bit like the Upanishads explain creation, but the depth of the Srimad Bhagavatam compared to other scriptures is totally astonishing. How lucky we are. Truly matchless gifts. Jayo Goranga Nityananda Hari Bolo. Hari Bolo. Jai Glory Thai. Thank you for your reflection. It's very nice. <coughs> Panchatattva and all the eternal associates of the Lord. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Hare Bo, Hare Bo. And from Bhakta Rupa. Yes, Bhakta Rupa. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for reading. Still haven't caught up with the daily reading since our visit to Hungary, but I had to jump forward as I'm missing your association too much. <laughs> anyway, we missed yours for sure, too. Really nice and refreshing to hear you read the Bhagavatam once again. Since returning from the Dom, it feels like... Sorry. Since returning from the Dom, it feels like so many anartas have been exposed in a big way. I wondered if this is a common thing to happen after such a visit and what causes such an internal upheaval. Well, <clears throat> when you go to the Holy Dham, 
<coughs> and there's nothing going on there but Krishna consciousness, when you come back out and you start moving around in the world, naturally, it's a culture shock. That's exactly what it is. And uh, it's meant to give us impetus to stay close to the devotees and close to the holy places where devotees live and to the service of helping those who are not experiencing that the material world is such a distressful place. Of course, now it's becoming very, very obvious. But in general, the conditioned souls are satisfied no, where, no matter where they are or you know, who they are, where they live. We watch the, the war on the TV screens or, or screens of our devices and it's far away over there. But when it happens to us, then it's another thing. So we're meant to use that kind of discomfort that comes from being, you know, closer to the material world than you were when you were in the Holy Dham with only devotees and only devotional service to the deities where the deities are completely in the center uh, will you be able to be empowered to change hearts and increase the number of Krishna's devotees Hare Krishna from Gemma Yes, Gemma. She says, I miss our original mother tongue. Beautiful Sanatana Goswami. Uh, Sanskrit shloka, you shared CC 28.8. Yes. The sound uh, is all of our actual ultimate mother tongue. But when you're born into the material world in a different country, in a different with a different language, uh, it's something else. Uh, it seems far away from us, the mother tongue. So it's fortunate if you're born in a place where the Bengali is your mother tongue or even Hindi, which is also very close to Sanskrit, and the Devanagari is more or less the same and you can read it. Yes, Srila Prabhupada said that the sound vibration of the original language uh, it is effective it, 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 it touches the heart and moves the heart and cleanses the heart um, but still we need the meaning because we don't have the meaning we won't, it won't be so clear as to what we should do and not do what we should accept or not accept um, so we need the meaning in our own language so that we can actually apply everything and because in this age, hardly anyone speaks the mother tongues of the Shastras. Therefore, it's absolutely necessary. And therefore, Prabhupada went to the trouble. And he did go through a lot of trouble to uh, translate and commentate on all these essential scriptures for us. You can imagine how, what, what we would be, where we would be, if we didn't have Prabhupada's purports? Oh it will be impossible for us to understand. Hare Krishna. And this is from Celine Wetzels. 
Celine Wessels? Wetzels. Oh, Celine Wetzels. Yes. She says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai Prabhupada. Thank you so much for your tireless efforts every evening. It is wonderful to go on this journey through the Srimad Bhagavatam with you. What a beautiful way to end the day transcendentally. All glories to you. Hare Krishna. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. I'm <coughs> just the peon delivering the mail or trying to. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much though. I appreciate your encouragement and your appreciation. And from Bhakta Rupa. Yes, Bhakta Rupa. He says, thanks for your answer, Maharaj. Really have missed you in Dubai. Hare Krishna. Hare Bol. And from Subarao Radhigopal. Yes, Subarao. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for your daily reading service. Srila Prabhupada, while delineating the complex technical aspects of manifestation of the Lord's different parts, doesn't lose the so-called modern reality of the world. Quote, therefore one has to take protection from an insurance company. Unquote. <laughs> Srila Prabhupada, key jai. touch of reality, key jai. Yes, the way Prabhupada uses <coughs> mundane examples to explain transcendental topics is so profound. It really is profound. Therefore, we heard in part of our reading tonight that, you know, the what was it? The voice and the uh, words can't actually express, you know, the absolute truth uh, because they're limited and the absolute truth is unlimited. But by the grace of the Lord, when He enters, then we can describe in words, the Lord, so that we can understand enough to be able to take the devotional service and eventually return back to Him. So we can talk to Him face to face. Hare Krishna. Also says Prabhupada's brilliance ki jai. Jai, Shiva Prabhupada's brilliance ki jai. And from Goranga Gopal? Yes, Goranga Gopal. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you for tonight's reading. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai Srila Prabhupada. In the last purport we heard, Srila Prabhupada quotes verses 1841 through 44 mm. of Bhagavad Gita that refer mm. to the qualifications of the four Varnas. Mm. How is it that the qualifications of Brahmanas and Kshatriyas are in one sense so specific defining particular qualities of character like peacefulness, self-control and so on for brahmanas or heroism, power and so on for kshatriyas. But the qualifications of vaishyas and shudras seem to only refer to their activities or work like farming for the vaishyas and service to others for the shudras. Because that is the work of the brahmanas. The work of the brahmanas is to cultivate spiritual knowledge 
and then explain it to the other personalities how to do those activities. The Brahmanas teach, you know, the Kshatriyas and the Kshatriyas protect uh, the Vaishyas and Shudras and the Vaishyas protect the cows and the, and the, and the Shudras work, they serve. So these are different levels of qualifications and the reason why the Brahmanas have so many more qualities is because they do. They have a higher level of responsibility. They're just, just, they're just not to move you know, things around, you know, plant seeds in the ground and then cultivate them or you know, build a building or you know, construct a road or you know, but, the, but the, the ideas to do those things properly come from the Brahmanas. Even how to uh, administrate the governments, which is the duty of the Chatyas, you know, they learn how to do that through the Brahmanas. Because the Brahmanas are the ones that are actually qualified by studying the scripture and by assimilating the knowledge to be able to teach it. The Brahmas, the Brahmanas are protecting by their words. They're controlling, they're preserving Dharma by their words. The Chachas are protecting Dharma by their arms. And the Vaishyas and Shudras are assisting uh, the, in, in those activities. Hare Krishna. We heard this, one of the examples of Prabhupada, that, that Prabhupada gave, or the scriptures gave, is that you can live without the, an arm or a leg or even two arms or even two legs, but you can't live without your head. Therefore, the head is the most complicated part of the body because it gives directions to the rest of the body on all levels, in all ways. Therefore, the brahmanas come from the mouth or the head. Hare Krishna. One from Gemma. Yes, Gemma. She says, Ki Jai Srila Prabhupada. <laughs> His divine grace, Ki Jai. One from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Thank you for your steady presence in my life, always giving us the best. <laughs> Tonight we heard that the power of protection is coming from the arms of the Lord and that the Kshatriyas are meant to protect us from evils by their strength. Mm. Is there also a way in which the Brahmanas protect us, not by physical strength but otherwise? Yes. I just explained it. Maybe you were typing when I explained it. But the Brahmanas protect us by giving us the truth and the, and the knowledge of how to learn about the truth and how to act in a way that we can approach the truth. It's an internal, it's a, more, it's a deeper and subtle, subtler way of uh, protecting. The Brahmanas protect by giving transcendental knowledge by keep, keep, keeping themselves absorbed in transcendental knowledge. And then when they, if the, if the chatri is proper, then he'll go to the, to the brahmana and ask, 
when there are problems, how to solve them. And the brahmanas give the, the instruction of how to solve the problems by spiritual solutions and also by material solutions that come from the Vedic knowledge. Hare Krishna. She says, yes, I was typing. <laughs> and from Goranga Gopal. Hmm. Bhakta Rupa found this app online referred to in one of Shivaram Swami's books on Varnashram that tells you which Varna and Gana we are according to our time of birth. Apparently I am a Rakshasa Shudra. And practically everybody's born a Shudra in this Kali Yuga. Don't be disappointed or bewildered by that. Everyone is born Shudra in the Kali Yuga. In the Satya Yuga everyone is born Brahmana. In the Kali Yuga, everyone is born Kshatriya. And because there are no Brahmanas or Kshatriyas, now Prabhupada is trying to make Brahmanas and Kshatriyas. Like we're doing, this is Brahminical service that we're doing. Staying absorbed in the Shastra, learning the Shastra, and especially repeating out loud the Shastras to everyone so they can hear it and more easily understand it. But everyone is born a Chudra in the Kali Yuga. Kalo, Shudra, Sambhava. Everyone in the Kali Yuga is born a Shudra. But you don't have to stay a Shudra. Those who come in contact with Krishna consciousness through the Brahmana spiritual masters are fortunate. And they learn how to perform their duties in a way that they can go back to Godhead. Not everyone can become a Brahmana, but everyone can do their duty. Sway sway cannot uh, can't remember. Sway sway. Excuse me, I can't remember the Sanskrit. Anyway, it means that if a person does his own duty and at the same time worships the Lord, they can go back to Godhead doing their own duty. But how do they learn that? From the Brahmanas. Therefore, the Brahmana is the head of the society. Chattriyas are the arms of the society and they came from the universal form of a Lord to begin with. That's how we know. The waist area is the Vaishyas and the legs are the Shudras. It's all described there very very clearly by Shiva Prabhupada in, in, the, in the translations and the purports. He says, Bhakta Ali is a Deva Brahmananda. Well, there you have it. But if he, he's a Deva Brahmana, but just because he was born with that body, doesn't mean he has to, can't he doesn't he, that he doesn't have to do the work <laughs> to learn these books. Because even if you're born with that quality, you still have to be associated with the spiritual master and the Vaishnavas and the Shastras. Nothing is executed by birth. If a person is born in a Brahmana family or is born in a lawyer family or is born in a doctor family there may, there may be more opportunity to desire to do it or to even come in contact with that, that subject and there may be a better chance that he can do those things but the birth is not the qualification the, the ability to act in that platform with the knowledge that they need is the qualification
is scientific scientific understanding of the scriptures. And how to apply them in our lives no matter what our duties are. This is the answer that Ramananda Roy gave in the 8th chapter of the Madhya Chaitanya Charitamrita. Hare Krishna. From Subhra. Yes, Subhra. Hare Krishna Maharaj. I am following the Gita based reader. The purport 3610 in it says, Lord, from your reading I, I heard it as soul. Then he quotes it. The Lord is therefore described in the Vedic language as Avan Manasagochara beyond the conception of words and minds. Well, it's both true. <laughs> the Lord is beyond and also the soul is beyond. Is this is the is the soul capital or in the in the text or not? But in his text it says Lord. In his text it says Lord, and the text I read said soul. What was the number of the verse again? Three six ten. Three six ten. Well, that was the beginning. Oh, I had to go there. So you have to you have to understand things in context, and sometimes a mistake may have been made by the pre, by the first editors if it's not in context. Is it the translation, or is it the or is it the purport? I read the Lord. Now I'm confused. He's saying his version says the soul? Because I read the Lord. Mm. The Lord is therefore described in the Vedic language as a van manasagocharaha, beyond the conception of words and minds. That's what his text says also. What? According to what he's written, that's what his text says also. So what is the problem? He says that he heard the word soul. From your reading, I heard it as soul. I read the Lord. We could go, I, can, I can make a mistake when I'm reading. I sometimes do. Not very often, though. The text is Lord, not soul. And, this, and the, the sentence before it proves it. As the materialists cannot find the soul and the super-soul within the heart, similarly for want of sufficient knowledge, they cannot see that the supreme soul is the cause of the universe. The Lord is therefore described in the Vedic language as avan manasagochara, beyond the conception of words 
and minds. So if I said soul instead of Lord, uh, I apologize, but I think I read Lord. But you can go back and check it. <laughs> All right, Krishna. Okay, what else? That's it. I thank you all very much. Welcome back, all of you that came back from New Vrajadam. Thank you so much. And where are we? We are in... Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Samaveda Bhakti Vrinda ki jai, Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic, the ongoing evolution of the cosmic manifestation, which is, by the way, happening right now in the Mahatattva. We're hearing how the Mahatattva was created, and then from that Mahatattva, when the energy goes, when, when Garbhadagashai Vishnu goes into each one of the universes, he takes that, you know, blueprint that was just, uh, well, more than a blueprint, but the subtle creation, he takes it into all the universes. Therefore, all the universes have more or less the same personalities in charge and the same posts, rather, the same positions and the same... Uh, planetary systems and so forth. See you tomorrow. Hare Krishna. <laughs>